Hello, listeners. Um, this is going. This section is going to sound a lot different because this is just a transitional section, telling you that the first section of this podcast was deleted. Um. So yeah, this is now the new beginning. The first section was all about consent and and nudity and like. And not nudity, but nudes and how people gain pressure, you know, that sort of thing. And while I think that's important, I think that is such a complex topic that it could take up its own episode instead of being like a sub-segment like it is now. So this episode, which is going to be the first one, so is going to be more about myself because I do want to show y'all how, how I am, who I am, and like some thoughts I've had about myself. Um, wait, let me check the date. This is so crunchy. Um, I, January 19, 2022, identify as pansexual. That means I am attracted to all genders. I used to identify as straight, which I think a lot of queer people can say. They used to identify as straight. And then I used to identify as bi. Went back to straight, because I was like, okay... I'm not bi, I'm seeking attention, which, very strange rhetoric, if you catch yourself doing that to yourself, you probably aren't straight, and you're not seeking attention, (laughs) and, um, so it's like, and then I went to pan, because now I'm more comfortable with the term pan, instead of bi, so, let's talk about it, let's talk about sexuality, and being in middle school, and all that stuff, because they really what age you are really dictates how you think of your sexuality and how you interact with it because middle school is kind of the time where you start getting crushes more serious ones and you start thinking about people in a different way some people do not always if you're if you're a romantic this doesn't really apply to you even though it kind of does because like you know all of that stuff but you start thinking about people a little differently and you're like kind of and you should think about yourself differently too. So what I'm implying is you kind of, you start thinking about people in a different way. Okay. So what I'm saying is like, you explore more of yourself. You find out more about yourself. This is like a growing period. Most of your life is a growing period. All of your life is a growing period. But this time, especially it's a growing period because this is where you're having like puberty and like, you're just kind of going through a general messiness of middle school pettiness the messiness the utter chaoticness of middle school so with sexuality it kind of the surety of it ebbs and flows i think when i first identified as bi i was in like the third grade i was i didn't really know that i was bi i knew that like gay people existed obviously like i knew that existed but I didn't really interact with the queer community that much. I didn't really, like, say any- I didn't, like, I didn't watch anything. I didn't observe anything. I was just kind of chilling with my Minecraft YouTubers. <laughs> so I was, like, kind of- I was, like, just chilling. Um, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I think I, like- I was thinking about, like, when I would go to sleep, I would try to think about this, like, fairyland- where I had all my crushes and I had this girl in it and looking back on it I didn't really have a crush on her per se but apparently at the time I think I did I don't know um 
So I would like have crushes and she would be there and then this other guy would be there. I don't have crushes on these people currently. I haven't seen them and or really care much about them in years. So that was the first time I've sort of explored my sexuality in a way where it wasn't really straight. Fast forward to like fifth grade. I I sort of started to like think about the term bisexual. It like I have started interacting more with the queer community. I re- I feel like a lot of Tumblr queers get in through Thomas Sanders. I don't know how true that is. Um, if you if you hear this specific part, I would love to see a comment because I feel like a lot of Tumblr queers interact that way. Like that's at least how I got into like or not Tumblr queers, amino queers. Like if you're queer. And, like, you use Amino as your, like, primary social media platform. You probably got in through Thomas Sanders. Because he was, he's, like, a very, he's, like, the most palatable queer man I've ever, I've, I've ever even, like, seen. He's, he is white. He is cis. And he is, like, gay. So he's, like, very much, I don't want to say cookie cutter because that's literally stupid. But, I mean, it's, like, he is, like, the thing. He's the most accepted gay person. Um, not like in like him, but like his type of people or like who he is as a person. So I like kind of started interacting with him and I like and then I was like, yeah, maybe I'm bi <laughs> And I was like, okay, so then I did like a little drawing on my notebook. And it said bi on it, but bi isn't like bi. Because I really hated the idea of people thinking I was questioning my sexuality. Like, it really... It, I didn't want people thinking I was not straight. Even though I didn't take this journal anywhere, even the idea that someone could see it and think I wasn't straight terrified me. So I didn't... I didn't really use the word I would use now. Um... So I kind of just was like, straight chillin'. And then it was like, okay, so then he wrote in the journal that, uh, by questioning, um, so I was like, oh yeah, I need like girls, and I was like, then that, at that point I didn't really know about the existence of non-binary people and like, that sort of thing, so I just kind of assumed, well, I did know the existence of non-binary people, but like, I didn't really know, no, so I didn't really, like, factor that into my thinking, really, so I was like, maybe I'm bi, and then immediately afterwards, I was like, no, I'm, no, I'm straight, I'm just a good ally. Um, I feel like a lot of queer people have that experience where they've sort of just kind of pushed down their feelings and just put up a thick layer, I'm a good ally, over, over whatever. Um, and I think it's hilarious how common I see it being. Like, I saw a lot of TikToks about, like, these people who are like, oh yeah, I used to say I was a good ally, and now I'm queer, so, or like, now I realize I'm queer. So, I, there's a trend of me kind of overcorrecting what I believe to be something that's wrong, even though it isn't. Like, it's something I see as wrong, and it's just so, it's kind of sad that even the idea that I was questioning myself and questioning my sexuality was something to be scared of because it isn't back again uh keep getting interrupted but 
sexuality is not something to be scared of. And the thing is, we are taught that it is, even in the queer community. Because sexuality can cause you so a lot of problems in your life if you're out and it can cause you a lot of problems if you're not. So it can cause you problems, but sexuality and how you treat your sexuality is not, should not be a scary thing. You should not be in fear of even the concept of your sexuality. <laughs> it's like, it sounds like such a basic idea, but it was something I really didn't have anything to interact with. So I was scared, and sometimes I still am, of my sexuality and, like, who I am and what I do. It scared me so badly that I that I even had the potential to not be straight because I knew it would cause me problems in life if I ever came out. Like... If I ever said, if I ever came out as, like, gay, I knew it would just cause me problems. And that's the thing. I One, I like my life to be easy. Because <laughs> I have privilege, in, but I don't want to take it away. I don't want to lose that privilege because of this part of myself. Even though it is a part of myself and it's kind of hard to think of a part of yourself as something that just that's just causing you problems and it's hard to think about a part of yourself that many think is just a phase and that's what i and the thing is even if you don't interact with biphobic or like people who um who are like extremely you know biphobic or just like anti like all of that even if you don't interact with them you can still internalize their rhetoric even through videos that that seek to you know discredit their behavior because even if you discredit them i'm still learning about things i wouldn't have learned about even in a, in a video telling me hey this is a wrong behavior i still learn about that behavior so what i did a lot was i said I was seeking attention, I said I was causing problems, I said I'm just a straight girl trying to live like, like the dramatic life of a gay person. I thought to myself, I just wanted community because I felt lonely. Because I was experiencing a lot of bad stuff that year, so I was like, maybe I'm just lonely. Maybe I'm not gay or, or bi or any of this stuff. Maybe I'm just someone who, who has no community. And to find community, I felt like I needed to be queer because the queer community, no matter how messy sometimes, is still a community that I, one, am a part of and love being a part of. Like, it just... So I was like, maybe I'm just seeking attention, maybe I'm doing this, maybe I'm doing that, and like, I'm just like, just some little straight girl trying to have like a narrative or whatever. Because here's the thing, the community is not very accepting of people who aren't sure about themselves. So they kind of expect you to be all or nothing, you either have to be very sure that 
this about the label you're using or you shouldn't be allowed to use it. Like, I, for a long time, I wasn't very sure about the label by. So I felt like I didn't have the right to use the label by because it's kind of how people portrayed it to me. They're like, you have to be very sure. And there's a sort of census that when you use a label, you have to be very sure it is your label. Or if you if you get something wrong, that it discredits your previous feelings. Like, let's say you said you were bi, but then came out as a lesbian. It's sort of like the idea. It, when you came out as if you came out as a lesbian and you previously were bi people just kind of sort of discredit that you were bi like they discredit that label for you because it wasn't the right one and i think it it's all sort of how it's not just people who like who um who like sort of criticize this and feel the need that you have to be sure but it's also the people who aren't sure because they're sort of internalizing it. So then they shoot it out and then they cause more problems. Like, they're like, oh yeah. They're like, oh, bisexuality, um, my, bisex- my bisexual phase. And they may not say it in such exact terms, but a lot of being bisexual, a lot of people who identified as bisexual, not a lot, but some people who identified bisexual, ended up just being gay. Like, they weren't actually into men. They were just clinging to the idea of attraction to men so they can be accepted in the heteronormative society. And I'm not saying people shouldn't talk about those stories because those stories are important, but it gives off this sort of feeling for us baby queers who are trying to figure ourselves out that we need to want to figure ourselves out and if we get it wrong, that it's really bad and that you should be very sad, or not sad, but you should be very embarrassed that you got it wrong. Because there's this sort of embarrassment to, to, oh, when people look back at their old labels. And I just don't, and I don't understand why. Maybe because I don't like cringe culture, and it sort of feeds into cringe culture. Which cringe culture is also a big part of the middle school experience, but like... Looking back at yourself and hating that part of you and hating pictures of yourself, even if you think you look fine, and acting like you do, and you're like, oh, I'm cringing and all this stuff. Or the feeling the need to hate phases about your life or hate the old you and constantly feel the need to, like, one-up yourself. And if you don't hate the old you, then you're, like, not really growing. And it's like, no, you don't have to hate the old you and the old version of you to grow as a person. You can grow as a person on your own and look back at your past phases or your past things of life with fondness. Like I look back at when I think I was by with fondness, even though now I identify with a different label. Er, so, like, I don't know. What I'm saying basically is, hey, you don't have to figure yourself out There is nothing wrong with being wrong. I'm putting air quotations around wrong because, to be honest, I think sexuality is so fluid that that one label may apply to you during one part of your life and one label may apply to you during a different part of your life. And I believe nothing is wrong with that. (laughs) So 
there's nothing wrong with having a sexuality that's fluid. There's nothing wrong with seeking community either in the queer community. And if you're really that scared about coming out and being wrong, then you can literally just come out to yourself. If you really feel like if you get it wrong, you will be ostracized and judged for any particular reason, you can just come out online. You don't need to tell anyone in real life. You don't, you are not obligated to tell people you are not straight. Um, one, if you think you are in an unsafe environment, which if you are, I mourn for you. Um, if you think you are in an unsafe environment, it is not a good idea to come out. I know what a lot of people say, coming out is a really good experience. Coming out makes you feel very light from what I've heard. I haven't done it, really. It makes you feel very light. It makes you feel like a weight is off your chest. Like a secret has been unveiled. But the thing is about your sexuality, it is not really a secret thing. People don't need to know. It is not their business. And if you feel like it is unsafe, there is no reason why you should, and you probably shouldn't come out. So, if you're very scared, so, key points. It's okay for sexuality, for you to um, change labels as you get older because sexuality is fluid. Two, don't feel the need to come out. No matter what people say online, if you are in an unsafe environment, don't come out. Um, three, just, if you're so scared of getting it wrong, even despite this advice, come out to yourself. Write, write a poetry or anything. Write any sappy stuff about your sexuality that you are scared to tell people. And just keep it. Because it will... And then, when you get older, you look back to that with fondness. Either when you're out and proud, or even if you take a different label. You will look back at it with fondness. You will be happy. And that's really all you can ask for out of life. Is happiness. And really, love. And I think with that note, I can end this episode. Okay, so this is the end of the Middle Schoolers podcast. Um, While I was editing this, I realized I sound different in every section. Like, sometimes my voice sounds higher, sometimes I sound lower, which is fun and fresh. Um... So, there's not going to be a consistent upload schedule if I garner any viewership at all, but I will not have a consistent upload schedule. Because I do have school, and my school is much more important than this hobby, though it is very fun to talk to a thing for a couple um, minutes, hours, perhaps. So, yeah, but if you do have any questions and you are a middle schooler, or perhaps an elementary. I can't really give any advice on high school because I'm not in it, but next year I will be. So if you have any questions about 
that sort of range of things and topics and about middle school or if you feel scared about going into it if you're in elementary. Um, I will leave a link to my email in the description and you can send questions there.